Last week we began talking of the idea of stewarding our gifts. That sense of stewardship is something that we can often misunderstand as kind of giving away our stuff. But what I introduced last week and want to continue this week is the idea that stewarding is based in this ancient sense of aligning ourselves with God's purpose. God works in the world and God's will for the world is something that we as followers of Jesus are called to align ourselves with so that every choice we make grows closer and closer to God. Every choice we make in the world is either working for God's purpose or not. And as followers of Jesus, we're really trying to help one another to align ourselves more and more so that when we make all the choices we make, those choices are more and more aligned with God's purpose and will for the world. The way we act, what we actually do in the world shapes who we become. Make no mistake, we cannot just think our way into being. We cannot simply imagine becoming a certain person and make it happen. Unless we take action, who we wish to be won't really manifest itself. If we talk about eating right and being kinder or working harder or showing up when a friend's in need or attending Bible study or giving more or any number of those things, but we don't actually do the stuff, then it's not helping us become the kind of person we wish to be. We know all about how actions speak louder than words, and today our gospel lesson points just to that idea. Now, this gospel lesson is teed up by Jesus going into the temple and kind of claiming some authority. And it might be a little confusing for us because we think, well, he's Jesus after all. But at the time, Jesus wasn't the Jesus we know. Jesus was just a guy annoying the leaders at the temple. And so the leaders at the temple come to him and say, uh, who are you? And who are you to act like you have authority? Because really the only person who had more authority than the high priest at the temple would be the, prof the prophesied Messiah. And so they kind of try to put Jesus in a corner and they say, are you he? Are you the Messiah that we have been talking about? And Jesus knows better than to just answer their question directly. And so he does what he always does, which can be kind of annoying. He tells a story. And so Jesus answers by telling a story, and the story Jesus tells is pretty straightforward. There's a guy who wants his two sons to do some work, and so he asks the oldest son to go and do some work. Well, the older son says, absolutely not, but then later thinks, well, I guess I should go do the work, and so he shows up anyway. Then the dad asks the second son, and the second son says, sure, sure, yes, of course, I will do whatever you ask, and never actually goes and does it. Seems like Jesus knew what it's like to be a parent, right? <laughs> when we hear this story, we should begin to put ourselves in the place of these sons. When have you been the first son? When have you been the first son that says no? And then thinks about it and says, actually, I probably should do that. And so gets up and does it anyway. When have you been the second son? who immediately says yes, says all the right stuff, but then never actually does the work to back up the words. In both ways, we have to be a little honest with ourselves because the world teaches us 
that we're supposed to be quite proud of ourselves and to protect ourselves and to secure ourselves. And so whenever there's a moment where we might actually be self-reflective, even a touch self-critical about what we have or have not done, we might wish to guard ourselves and ignore it. So I want us to kind of get comfortable, comfortable with God, and to say, when have we been both? Because we've all been both. It is so easy to immediately say no. I had someone tell me the other day that they entered a season of no, where they were going to say no to everyone who asked them to do anything. And I thought that is a, that might be protective a little bit, but when we say no all the time, or when we decline, or where we are standoffish and hold everything at arm's length, we actually can miss out on some incredible opportunities. And so we have to be able to look back at ourselves and say, okay, I said no, but that actually is a pretty good idea. Maybe I should do that. More often than not, I bet people are a bit more like son number two, where they actually say the right stuff. I mean, we're pretty good at saying the right stuff in the right way to the right people. I hear people constantly saying all the right words and then never actually doing anything about it. And if that's you, then know that we can always return. We can always do a little bit more to grow toward the person we want to be. We can always find a way to hold ourselves just a little bit more accountable to who we wish to be. And Lord, I know this very well. I had so many different examples of this in my own life, but one kept popping up to my mind, and that was when I was a freshman in college. You know, you go off to college, and then all of a sudden, no one's watching you do all your stuff. And so you have to start creating a few good habits. That would be ideal. And one of those good habits I wished to create was I needed to go to the gym. And so I decided to, with a friend, we decided to go to the gym every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, but we were going to do it early. And I don't like getting up early and going to the gym. And so we said we were going to meet outside of our dorms because we lived across the way from one another at 6 a.m. And every time the alarm went off, I did not want to go. Never did I want to get out of bed. But I knew that my friend would be waiting for me outside. And so I had to roll my butt out of bed and then go meet my friend. And the same thing was happening with him too. That kind of accountability is the sort of accountability that we need from one another. That kind of accountability is what holds us down and keeps us true and on the path we actually wish to be on. But when left to our own devices, we sure can mess it up. Last week, we launched a new big moment in our life together here at St. Michael. We launched a campaign, a dual campaign, both annual and capital giving an annual we know pretty well. Annual is what we do to keep our missions and ministries growing year over year. It's how we invest in ourselves. It's how we expand programs like the Cherub Choir that we just heard this morning. Or yesterday, we celebrated those in our congregation who care for one another with our pastoral care awards and more. We grow the programs that we do to impact the lives here in our community and outside these walls by giving annually. But we also are inviting everyone to give in a more significant moment in our capital campaign. We're asking all of you to give a capital gift to help our building be better. And why give to help our building be better? Our building is something that helps support our community. And our community and the relationships that we share with one another 
is what helps keep us accountable to the kind of people we wish to be. When we come to this spot, to this campus, right now our building only really helps us worship and learn. We need a third big piece of functioning here in our building, and that is to allow us to be together in relationship, in friendship, in community. Because without one another, we might end up being that second son who just says all the right stuff, but never actually does the work to try to change who they are. When left to our own devices, we can kind of float out into the world with all good intention, but never actually lock ourselves down to the way of being that changes us from the inside out. By creating space that brings us together in a very intentional way, we can actually invest in who we are and who we are becoming. We can hold one another accountable to the people God made us to be. We need each other to grow. As disciples, our desire should be to grow more and more every day to receive the love of God more and more every day, to reflect and share the love of God with every person more and more every day. And we need our community to do that. If we miss out on the community, if we only show up when convenient, if we only show up episodically and without any deep connection to one another, we risk falling farther and farther away from who God made us to be. We risk falling farther and farther away from the kind of people we want to be. Each one of us here can align more closely to God's purpose. Each one of us here can respond to God's call to make sure that our lives go well beyond just looking out for number one, but to make an impact in the world in a significant way. God invites us into his work. And if we want to say yes, we actually have to hold one another together to say yes today and tomorrow and next year and beyond. Each one of us is needed now to say yes, to become the people we wish to be. Have the courage to do so. Claim the call that God puts in your life and make sure your gifts are used to help those around us and for God's glory every day. Amen.